Hello, and welcome to episode 7 of Who Can Convince You? I'm Luke. I'm Harry. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Yourself? Ah, uh, I'm doing quite well. Um, it's been quite an eventful week. It has been quite an eventful week. Why have you, Why has your week been eventful? I just made that up. Oh. Just to make it, you know... Seem like you were busy, like but yeah, really weren't do- doing anything. Not really. I've just been playing right. games all week. Oh, less. Um, but work will start soon, I'd imagine. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. It's, um... So! <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been, Harold? Uh, my week has been rather quiet. Oh. Rather. So, you watching um, anything? Doing anything? What have I watched? Nothing. You like Love Island? Oh, God. Is that back <laughs> on now, is it? I've no idea. What I've just been doing is watching the Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry. That was good, wasn't it? Interview on loop constantly, mm, just watching it over up. and over again. You said that you do like the mannerisms. Um, you know when professionals go in. I don't know what they're called, but the like body the language experts. That's the one. Yeah, and... tell a lie. I've been watching a lot of that on YouTube. Yeah, um, brilliant. So when you were watching the. The Oprah thing. I haven't watched Did it. Pick up? I haven't watched it. I was oh. just sounding like I'm keeping up with the trend when really right. I don't care what they do. Uh, yeah, I don't care either. It was just like, oh, that's on. What else am I going to watch? Yeah, it was I... all right. It was it was entertaining. But I'd like you to watch it to pick up on the mannerisms. Maybe you're I will. The guy from Light, you're Tim Roth from Lie to Me. Wow. Tim Roth. Tim Roth. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> so, first, should we do a bit of housekeeping? Got a bit of info first. Uh, there's no cobwebs in my closet, thank you. Oh, well. Uh, I've ordered my Cyberman head. Oh? It, it, it is all... Invasion? Oh, yeah, it's all right. Nice. It's ordered. And also, well, as you already know this, it's just the listener's benefit. And uh, they replied with a nice message saying that we can go down post-COVID and do a little interviewee tour of the factory and stuff, which will be nice. Be a nice little bonus, nice nice little bonus episode. And also, we've got a bonus episode coming out this week. So this episode is going out on the 10th, which is the Wednesday. Correct? Uh, Yeah. Yes. Uh, And then... On the 14th, we're going to release a bonus episode. So the next normal episode of Who Can Convince You will be coming out on the 21st. Just to keep everybody in the loop. So don't all don't all rush to put your feedback in. Got plenty of time. Two years down the line, someone will be listening to this and think, Christ. <laughs> I, I love it when uh, old things put dates on. Like, I was listening to um, Alan Beswick. Yeah. I think that's his name. Yeah. And on YouTube, and he's saying, like, oh, on the 12th of March, that, you know, I'll be doing a, a live thing at, like, 8 p.m. in Manchester. Like, brilliant. Yeah. It's in 1982. I've missed that. I love stuff like now. that, though. Age is like a fine wine. Mm, maybe. So, yeah, so it'll be... Oh. A, <laughs> it'll be uh, a week until the next episode of Who Can Convince You... Well, a week and a couple of days. But uh, we do have a bonus episode coming out on Monday, so stay tuned for that. 
So, I think it's time we kick off. Hit that track. Now. So, two episodes we're doing today, Curse of Fenric and the Planet of the Dead. Sorry. We're not, we're doing two stories. Let's try that again, shall we? The two stories we're doing this week are The Curse of Fenric and Planet of the Dead. We're starting with The Curse of Fenric, I believe. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so The Curse of Fenric, uh, Season 26, Serial 3, aired from the 25th of October to the 15th of November 1989, written by Ian Briggs, directed by Nicholas Mallet, with music by Mark Ayres. Would you like a synopsis? Yes, please. Let's see if we can read a synopsis without any, uh, any mistakes this week. See if we can do it in one. Are you ready for this? I don't want to distract you. Here we go. The TARDIS materialises at a secret naval base off the coast of Northumberland during the Second World War. Dr Judson, a scientist there, has created the Ultima machine, an early computer designed to break the German codes. But Judson also has a much more sinister use for the machine. He plans to translate the ancient runes of a crypt of nearby St Jude's Church, which released Fenric, an evil entity from the dawn of time, whom the Doctor trapped 17 centuries earlier. As Fenric's heme of all... Oh, for fuck's sake! Shaky, innit? As it's Fen- like you're trying to say it on stilts. As Fenric's Hemovore's attack, the Doctor must once again face the Entity in a battle which will reveal devastating truths for Ace. <gasps> Ace! 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 So, um... I know what that means now. What do you mean, you know what that means? Well, your story about Comic-Con and, uh, you know, the... the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was just saying ace all the time. Mm. Right. So, initial thoughts. What do you think, boy? Dreary, isn't it? In what sense? It's just, it looks grim. Which is pro- probably a good thing, because it's dealing with you no know, heavy matters. Um, it, It's just so dull increasingly dull as it goes on in a good um, way or a bad way it depends how you look at it for me let me ask you it's easier an easier question yeah did you enjoy the curse of fenric um not really no not re- yeah i didn't not enjoy it i didn't hate it answer the question did you enjoy so, the sort curse of Fen- sort of right somewhat somewhat or something in some instances some might say yeah okay <laughs> did you enjoy it uh, I did yeah brilliant thank you it's it's been it's been a while since I've seen the curse of Fenric mm. and I'd forgotten how enjoyable it is no yeah Christ it has been now, a while. I've heard this 
I've heard this from like people say it's you know it's a forgotten underrated episode. Mm. I think maybe because it's near the end, but I just didn't. It, it, mm, oh, we'll go into it now, won't we? We will go into it. Okay, so what I've done is I've written out a, a say brief. I've outlined the plot. So the main uh, thing. Actually, ignore that. So, what did you think of the plot? What did you think of the plot? No, what did you think of the plot? It was quite inco- incoherent. It was... I disagree. Like, well, I understood it, but... So it, it wasn't it incoherent. Keep, it was in part because it just went off the beaten track to do something for a second mm. and then come right back. For example... <laughs> Oh, Luke, you've got it all wrong. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. Aye, aye, aye. Me, me, aye, me. Aye, aye, aye. Me, 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 me. Sorry, go on. For example, uh, you've got Ace. I can't say that now without thinking, Ace! Ace! You've got her and her little arc of, oh, me mum's a baby, and... I'll realise that at the end, although I'll know straight off the bat that this baby's my mum because for some reason everyone's bringing it up that the name of the baby is my mother's name. It only gets brought up once. It, oh, it's so blatant. Like, oh, right, so that's your mum then. And it's this big thing at the end anyway. Oh, it was fine. It was fine. You've You've got... I like the Vikings. I like the dynamic between Vikings in World War Two. Like you know, bringing that together. Um, you got some ancient gods in there, sort of. Not really. Um, it, the whole thing was just fine. What did you think? Uh, I think it's great. How I've, so? I think from the first time that I saw it, I think this was one of the first ones that I had on VHS, and the. I'm pretty sure the VHS version is the one without the episode cuts, so it's stitched together like a film. And then, and it, and it it's just great. I, I, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's, so it's um, like a full on like hour and a half, hour forty. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, it's great. I think it rattles along really well. And is that how you watch this one? Uh, no, I didn't. I watched it in episodes. Okay. Because I want to make sure that when when we watch the episodes, we're watching the same mm. version, you know. Because sometimes when they do that, they do cut little bits out, don't they? Of sort of, yeah. They get rid of the cliffhangers to sort of, well, not get rid of them, but they mess with them a little bit so it doesn't have the same. Oh, um, yeah, otherwise it'll just be repeated cliffhangers in the you know in the same scene. <laughs> well, they just take the title sequence out and stick, so yeah. it happens twice every now and again. Yeah. So I think it rattles along really well, and for this era as well, there's very, very few drops in the speed of the story. Especially like with the last episode, it's like bang, 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 bang. It's more of like a linear graph going up, really. Well, yeah, it it just doesn't stop. It just it's constantly, and even with character development, it doesn't slow down, which tends to be a trope of new who and old who in some some ways mm. where as soon as you start to do any sort of character building 
You have to stop everything. Yeah, stop now. Everybody get off the bus. Yeah, and then it ramps up again, and I think it loses a lot. Whereas this story does a really good job of just sort of keeping going straight through that. There are moments where Ace and the Doctor, like at the end, where last episode when there's a big explosion, and they both hide in that like sand bag circle thing, and they pop up, and then they're like rubbing each other's cheek, getting all the dirt off. Yeah. That's a moment, but then it's interrupted because, oh shit, we've got to get a chess set? Yeah. Okay. But I know what you mean. I think it's, it's really uh, realistic in that term. Yeah, I, th- I think it's great. I, I really think it's great. And I say that being not a big fan of Sylvester McCoy's era. I've heard it's very goofy. Uh, well, we'll, we'll find out. So, Harold... What do you think of Sylvester McCoy playing the Doctor? Uh, I think he's good, for the most part. He's much stronger in this season than season 25. Hmm. Um, he's, he can't do anger. He's never been right. able to act anger. It's not his strong thing. But he's mu- he's, I think he's quite good at the, the quieter stuff. Although he does roll his ass quite a he lot, he does. Mm-hmm. And I think he well, did he do it the twice? Russians. Yeah, the Russians. He does it twice, I think. In this, there's a couple of stories where he does it over and over again, all the time, and it gets it gets really annoying. Um, but yeah, he's all right. I do like the character arc that they've sort of set up of him being a bit more mysterious. I think that works really well. And I like the idea that he sort of already knows the end of the story. So he's just playing everybody like a pawn to get to the end because he knows what's going to happen. Because it's about chess. Because it's about chess. Not too sure why. Um, you have to explain that one to me. Well, there's a, there's a couple of problems with this story. But for the most part, I think it makes sense. Um... We'll have a little dive into some of those bits in a minute. Uh, uh, what do you think of Sylvester we'll dive McCoy? Dive in the water about that one. Aha. What do you think of Sylvester <laughs> McCoy? He's all right. I think he's very Blue Peter. He's good with the kids. Uh, I, I, I didn't feel like he was bad when he was angry. I, I thought he... I thought he was convincing enough. You know, he got mad at Ace a few times. Don't touch the chest. She already touched it. Yeah, I could see he's getting pissed off. Um, but overall, yeah, he's okay. He's fine. He 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 won't be up there for me. He won't be. I I like his uh, the way he speaks though. That's quite nice. He's very confident as well. Uh, but I don't know. It's hard to say because mm. it seems like from this episode. He's playing that all-seeing, you know what, I know exactly what's going on. I'm going to play all you guys for pawns. Mm. Um, I'd like to see him in a situation where he's a bit vulnerable. He doesn't really know what's happening. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we can, okay. we'll have a little dive into McCoy a little bit more at some point, won't we? Um, what do you think of Ace? Ace! Ace. Uh, I'm not a big fan. Oh, really I like Ace. I like Ace. 
Uh, she just annoys me, to be honest. She's not the greatest actress in the world. No, she's not. Um, but to be fair, this was her first acting job. Right. Ever. So she'd never acted before. I think she was singing in the in a chorus of a musical or the, something. Why couldn't they get somewhere else, someone else then? I don't understand. Well... She was an actor. I think, well, JNT seemed to have this way of sort of wanting to work with undiscovered talent. Hmm. Um... And I think this is just one of those sort of he she fit what he wanted Ace to be. Okay. You know. I think she does an alright job. There's there's that scene. The the flirting with the guard. So honest that brings up a point. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna go into more later, but there's some lines in this that are just wacky. They don't lead anywhere. They've got no substance to them. It's just they're saying it because it sounds like it should fit in the scene. Mm. But that scene in particular, yikes. Hey, if she was saying that to me outside a light nightclub, phooey. What the fuck are you on, love? Do you need a, <laughs> do you need a taxi? What, what um, about, Yeah. It's it's a very strange scene. And it's uncomfortable. It is very uncomfortable, but in a funny way. It's so is bad it funny? it's funny. I laughed. Oh, I, okay, yeah. But yeah. it's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be her flirting say. with the guard, but... Yikes. It's She's been around with the doctor a bit too long, I reckon. Mm. Even the 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 bit before that, the, uh, when she says, I'm not a little girl doctor. Yeah. Oh, no. I know what she's going to do. Well, she's supposed to be 16 at this point. No way. Yeah, so she's supposed to be... Right, well, so she's underage. Ace is supposed to be the template for Rose. And I think it has been said that that's what they, what Rose is, is, you know, is a sort of a mm. development of what Ace is. Um, Do I prefer Ace to Rose? Yes, 100%. Okay. I cannot stand Rose. Mm. Um, But... Yeah, Ace is less of the, like, cockiness and... She's very demanding, Rose. Um, but they both find themselves in situations where they genuinely help the Doctor. Um, I prefer Rose, to be honest. Probably because I've known her for you know longer. I've seen her in Costa. Yeah, I've seen her in Costa. Uh, but yeah, but I'm not Ace again. It's fine. It's just some weird. She, she the only time she standed out for me was when she had those weird lines. Uh, she <laughs> overacted to a point where it was just laugh out loud funny. Yes, the there are where, moments of that. Do you remember at the end where the doctor's saying like, oh, kill her, kill her. And then she plummets to the floor and yeah. like, in a praying position. Like, no. Yeah, fetal. Christ. It just sort of fetal. falls, yeah. It's, it's weird. There, are, There's some strange decisions in it, but mm. I, I really think the story holds up despite all of it and i'm not a fanboy of the mccoy era it's not mm. i'm not sort of thinking well you can't diss it really because mccoy is my era i just think i just think it's great but let's carry on with the cast what did you think of dr judson see i reckon i when i was watching it, i thought harold's gonna love this guy he's gonna love his switch when he's the villain yeah he's gonna think it's brilliant yeah it yeah. is and especially when he can't figure out the chess scene. No, no, the chess. 
yeah, can't yeah, figure yeah, out yeah. what the next move is. I actually really like that that bit. Yeah, I thought he was he's great. Got a weird, unnerving look to him when he's looking at um, Ace. Yeah, he's trying to figure out what. Yeah, um, yeah, I quite liked him. I think I do prefer him when he's in his wheelchair. I loved his. Uh, I love his duo with Nurse Crane. I think that's quite. I think it's a adds a bit of a spark to this episode, which I felt was needed. But yeah, what do you think? I think he's great. Yeah. I think he's one of the best things in this. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, the switch from being Judson to being Ferric, I think, is really good. They even get rid of his hump, don't they? Yeah, so, yeah, I noticed that. So he stands up straight. That's really good. I like his. Um, yeah, I like the relationship with Nurse Crane as well. Um, Anne Reed, who's a really familiar face to British TV viewers, I'd say. She was in Dinner Ladies. She's been in Doc Martin. She's been in a lot yeah, of things. She, that matter. She's an old woman in something. I can't remember what it is. It was annoying me the whole way through. I've got it in my head. Is she? I haven't. Is it Hot sh- Fuzz? She is in Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Right. That's probably. And I don't know. I might. I might be getting this wrong. Is she in the Jadoon episode, Martha's first yes, episode? Yeah, with a straw. That's is the that one. her? Yeah, that's her. Right. That's where I know her from. Yeah. Um but yeah, she's great. Then who else have we got in the cast? Captain Bates. Mustachioed Captain Bates. He was alright. Yeah, he because he's supposed to play his character and he absolutely did. We be- believed at least I but really did believe that he had morals and he had beliefs about the faction he's in, you know. The mm. British Army. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, he played it well. Yeah, I thought he was great. Completely agree. Um, let me get some minor characters: Sergeant Lee Perkins, and then, priest. yeah, we do get the priest, Nicholas Parsons, Reverend Wainwright. Mm. Nicholas Parsons, quite, another. I quite enjoyed him. Another familiar face from British TV. Mm. I think he passed away last year, didn't he, or this year? Oh no. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think he does a great job. You know, kind of got a underlying theme of you know being a bit vulnerable, yeah, a little bit unsure about himself, but yeah, you know. And I think I it, it, it does deal cheeky. with that. It does deal with that quite well. This story because they do it as well with Doctor Judson and um, Nurse Crane, where she keeps yeah. calling him an, calling him an invalid. Invalid, yeah. And that's a nice little undertone where it's not. You don't have to expand it too much for us to feel for the character, or you know. To understand what it is, you haven't got to explain yeah. it too much. You've just got to lay it out for everybody to work out. And I think that's a good thing with this story: is it treats its viewers as intelligent. Yeah, it doesn't. It's really refreshing after the witch fight. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of info dumping, um, which is nice. You know, it just sort of it like it get it, you can get you can get on with the story that way. I think as well, where you haven't got to keep stopping to explain everything. Where you just yeah. sort of plow through it and just Didn't not have as, time. Well, no, not really. Well, this story as well has got, I think it's a story and a half's worth of unused footage from other episodes, or no, from this episode. So they filmed an episode and a half, a half's worth of more footage that they didn't use. So they oh, trimmed okay. it down to fit mm. to the four, which I think is a good thing with the pacing. But it could probably use another episode just to tie up a few little bits 
I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like I said before, there was it seems to be a lot of uh divergence uh with the main story and they're very quick and seem to go n- no place real special. Well, I think the thing uh, is so maybe yeah, another episode would have been good. It's 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 tough to know, isn't it? Cuz if you get rid of a, if you add another episode in, you lose the pacing. But if you mm. so it's which one do you choose? Do you choose the pacing for the story to yeah, or a catch 22? Um so onto the Russians, Captain Sorn and his sergeant Thomas Bork. Um, he's the main one, really, isn't he? What What did you mm. think of him? Uh, again, he had a little love, a uh, little love uh, thing with Ace. Oh. Which is, okay. Yeah. Uh, again, he just he played a soldier. I mean. I do think he was one of the weak points of this. Yeah, but all uh, the soldiers were, so I thought it just it blended in quite nice. Yeah, I'd say his switch though at the end was very good. I thought he played that really well. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, for the most part, it just sort of. The fact is, Michael was green eyes. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, and then we get on to. Well, just to point out, those uh, Russian soldiers were actually Russian. Yeah. So that was cool. They were. It doesn't usually happen. No, you just get bad accents normally, don't you? Really bad accents, yeah. Yeah. And then moving on, I don't know whether we should, to Miss Hardacre, Jean and Phyllis. I think this is what really hurt the episode for me. This is what Oh dear. It. Yeah. Honestly, I do think it, it destroyed a lot of this episode for me. <laughs> I reckon I would have really liked it. Oh, you want to go for a walk? Maybe a swim? Oh. Come for a swim, Ace. I can't. The sign says, points right at it, do not swim. You know when they, you know that when they were on the beach and they were drawing the tights? I like the, that. Tight line. And then yeah. you see the soldier, don't you, with a gun. I was yeah. just crossing my fingers. Just pick him off. Just get rid of him. <laughs> don't come Oi, closer. Don't oh, come closer. Cr- <laughs> yeah. Pop them off. Seems Gene floating Phillip. in the next shot. They were very panto. Awful. Really bad. They were awful. I do think that's where a lot of my grievance with this episode comes from, to be fair. Well, when I picked the episode, when I picked the story, I thought, this is great, this. I'm sure I really enjoyed it last time I saw it. I'd completely forgotten about those two. And then when they appeared, my what's your name? Ace. Oh, I'm Jean, I'm Phyllis. Hey! Oh, it's... Yeah. I thought they were fr- throwaway characters at that point. Yeah, well, you think you do think that, don't you? That they'll just get they're, killed they're not, off. They can't be, you know, one of the main yeah. things to do with this story. All right, keep you here, one. Oh. It's <sighs> awful. It is bad. <laughs> the first... Like, when they emerge out of the water with those long nails. And, oh, my God. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. So I think that's everybody. Uh, Nurse Crane we've talked about. Um, Well, I suppose we've got um, uh, Kathleen Dudman, who's uh, Ace's grandmother. And uh, we've got Ace's mother, who's actually played by a baby boy. But, you know, you need a baby. What now, would you? I've got one in the car. Yeah. (laughs) This one in the boot. (laughs) Take your pick. Uh, 
yeah, what did you think? What do you think of that story? What do you think of that little... The baby boy? I thought he played it really well. I thought he was really, really strong actor at that age. You'd never think he was a boy. No. I was utterly convinced it was a baby girl. So what did you think of the Aces arc with those? Like uh, is ra- it really an arc? Well, it, it has been a thing. Technically so that, it is. So Ace's story through McCoy's era is that the oh. Doctor is trying to make... Is, um, what's the best way to put it? The Doctor is showing Ace her past to sort of get over things and, you know, sort out her worries and fears and woes. Right. And she hasn't got a great relationship with her mother. And this is the episode that sort of addresses that side of it. Which it doesn't do too heavily, I wouldn't say. It's not like we keep going back to it and it keeps getting rammed down your throats. Maybe that other episode might have, you know, dipped into that a bit more. From my my point of view, I don't know these characters at all. I knew she had a grievance with her mum because she said, Ew, that's a horrible... What a rude thing to say, by the way. Like, oh, what's his name? What's her name, sorry? Oh, it's Audrey. I hate that name. It's disgusting. That's my mother's name. Wink to the camera. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I didn't... I knew she had a grievance with her mum, but I didn't see the significance of, all right, yeah, that's her mum. It's a trope that I've seen before now. I don't know if it's something that happened a lot back then. But, you know, you meet your parents and, you know, when you go back in yeah. the past. Like, oh, what, you know, it's been done future armour, uh, back to the future, you know, it's... it's it, so, and I thought I've seen it done so many, so much better in other things. Yeah. Uh, I was like, right, so it's just a throwaway thing. It, and it's a big, it acted like a big reveal at the end as well. Like, it's her mum the whole time. Yeah, I know. A lovely shot of her, like, being plunged into the water when she can go back in again. Mm. I like that. Well, I, um, I, I've, I've sort of um, bullet-pointed the plot. If you would like to just go I've through, I've done the same with mine. Have you? Yeah, I've done exactly the same. I think you're like in the layman's terms. Yeah. So I've put uh, war. So the whole the premise of the plot: war-based deciphering German codes and storing a nerve agent. Judson gets interested in Viking ruins under the church and wants to use the Ultima to decipher them. The commander thinks he can use Fenric's power. That bit. I'm not so sure about. Why would the commander think that? The commander wants to use Fenric. Yeah, he does turn, doesn't he? Yeah, and I don't that really, really understand that. That was the one bit that was like, it's quite in, you know incoherent. Like, yeah. what's... Why? And then the I Russians don't... are there to steal the Ultima. That's fine, isn't it? I think it would have worked better if this was in Nazi Germany. Because I don't... You know, you get that then. The Nazis are all about, you know, weird alien stuff and... You know, you've seen the ancient aliens and the you know they wanted to make a like a, a spaceship or something. <laughs> yeah, it would have worked better. It would have though. Yeah, maybe. You I could, believe yeah. that more. Don't it, give anybody ideas. To... <laughs> but this sergeant just wants to y- use Fenric's power, someone and something he has no idea about, but yet understands it completely more than the person who was studying it for years. It's just a bit of a weird thing. I don't thing. understand it. But yeah, so the, then the hemovores start to come out of the sea. Ace finds the Vaz. That's another bit where I'm like... Okay. Or Vase. What's the... What, you, what are you going to go for? What are you going to say? Let's see. Let's see what he says this time, everybody. What does Ace find? Vaz. 
Nice. Yes! Uh, then the Commander Millington takes all the stuff for Judson to decipher the vase. We get in it very uncomfortable flirt scene with Ace and the guard. Judson gets zapped by the Ultima. Fenric, who's now Judson, uh, vanishes to meet the Hemovores to tell them to get the Ancient One. Judson brings the Ancient One, uh, who's the Great Serpent. Ace suddenly then becomes smitten with Sorin, who then stabs her in the breast with a pin. We've seen oh. that when he... T- ah! um, the Doctor then takes the chess set. Ace helps her grandmother escape. Then her grandmother speeds off at five miles an hour in the car. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorin comes in to kill Judson. Sorin then turns out to be one of the wolves of Fenric because of his descendants. Okay. Uh, the Doctor bursts in, pauses for about two seconds, and then shouts, Ace! God, the reveal of Ace's past is then revealed. Ace says uh, she has faith in, the, faith in the Doctor, which stops the Ancient One killing them. The Doctor then breaks Ace's faith, which causes them to walk conveniently backwards into the Chamber of Gas. The Doctor and Ace fall ass over elbow, and the Doctor explains why he said what he said. Ace then jumps into the water, not knowing it's only a foot deep, smashes a skull in. We cut then to a scene of a... <laughs> uh, walking up to the up the beach she comes out of the sea they laugh and walk away heading on another adventure through time and space the curse of Henrik. the quote at the end is awful uh, yeah there's there's it tends to be that isn't it there's just one little line and you think oh god i'll take you to blackpool oh god so we're ready to move <coughs> on to cinematography not yet all right, okay. I've got a couple of questions. Go on. What's the whole deal with chess? Uh, so I think it's sort of a celestial toy maker kind of thing where uh, he's in tune because he can't solve the puzzle. Is this ref- like in reference to a previous episode? No, but it's or... it's one of those things that McCoy has this quite a lot where things have already happened. So we're getting the sort of repercussions in the story of what it is that's happened. Right. I think it's just to try and be interesting, isn't it, with the chess piece? So the chess is just... It's not like a thing that was a thing in an older story uh, no, no, him no. and Fenric had. No, no, Fenric, just... Fenric has never been in the stories, any oh, I the stories was. before. No, that's the idea, is that McCoy's Doctor has already right. met. Oh, okay. These characters oh 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 <laughs> um, all right it's just a weird decision with the chess i think it, it just didn't feel what you've got these creatures coming out of the ocean you got the world serpent which by like i uh, when i think a world serpent i think of a worm not worm <laughs> i think of a snake that wraps around the whole of the earth and is massive and we've got this, this bloke coming out. He looks great, by the way. Yeah, the, the costumes looks are great. great. Yeah. And he can blink, um, can he, as well? Yeah, he can. Sometimes you'll see one eye blink before the other one. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so a um, lot of people uh, sort of put this story with a story we've already done, the God Complex, because of the uh, faith thing. So to sort of to finish the story off... The char- a character has to lose faith in the Doctor to survive. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's like the kryptonite of the monster. Mm. But one did it a lot better. I'd say this one did it better. I'd but, say this um, one did it a hell of a lot better. Uh, but yeah, so what? Uh, well, let's sort of tie this in then to um, you know effects and costumes and stuff. But I haven't finished. With oh, go story. on then. Go on then. Uh, would it, since we're talking about the faith thing. Yeah. I thought it was. I think it wanted to be like a an undertone throughout the whole thing and it works sometimes like you've got the priest and the church and and you've got like this hard acres you know faith in god and how she uses it um it's there but then you just got weird lines like when ace says to the priest like oh have faith in me what you've only just met him it's weird so many weird lines my biggest to sum up the plot for me the huge downsides to it is think you know the things we talked about where storylines are just inserted with and they're wrapped up quite quickly. Those two awful characters and the weird, weird lines. That's where it went downhill for me. But yeah, the the idea of the story I actually really quite like. Yeah. But should we move on to costumes now then? Let's move on to that. Effects, costumes, sets, locations, all wrapped up into one nice little package. Um, The costumes are great. They are great. Brilliant. I have nothing to say. There's one heme of all when it comes out of the sea that you can see the neck as... And apparently they had, um, they had loads of trouble keeping the heme of all underwater because they just kept bobbing up. Oh, right. So they had to hold on to weights. They had to weight them down to stay under the water and then let go. dangerous, that. And then they could come out. But they look great. When they do come out, I was just... I think it's happened twice or three times before, you know, in a similar vein where monsters come out of the water in the Doctor Who episodes. Yeah. A group of them. Is it... uh, Not Megalos. Yeah, Sea Devils, Warriors of the Deep, that sort of stuff. Mm. But... Um, the whole sequence where they're coming out and you've got all the fog and they go to the church and try and get in, it was really reminiscent for me of uh, John Carpenter's The Fog, if you've seen that. I have seen The Fog. It's very much like The Fog, isn't it? Possibly. In similar vein. Um, similar vein. Or like zombie films or th- stuff like that. But mm. I, thought, I really liked them. Oh, yeah, I thought they were great. And I think the ancient one is great as well. The big one? Yeah, the ancient one. The serpent. Is he sp- yeah, the serpent, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the costumes are great. Um, Ken True did the costumes and makeup by uh, Denise Barron. Um, I'm not entirely sure who is responsible for the the masks. I would have thought that's makeup, isn't it, rather than costumes? Uh, probably a bit. I'd imagine the costumes have to make the mask, and then makeup have to fit the mask. And yeah, the costumes. But yeah, it's you know great job, really really good. And this is all filmed on location as well. I think even the interior stuff is all on location. Can, but yeah, because the attention to detail in this is quite, quite good, you know? Yeah. You've got the tape of the windows and things like that. Yeah. Because it is um, a training camp somewhere. Where is it? In East Sussex. Um, and then there's uh, a girls' school use... The tunnels beneath the church, St. Jude's Church, 
is St. Lawrence's Church in Kent, and then all of the Cove stuff is Maiden's Point in Dorset. Is a, a well-known Doctor Who location now. So, uh, but that yeah, that's nice. And I'm guessing the rain is a rain machine because there's blue sky. Um, <laughs> you can have rain and blue sky. But yeah, I suppose. But everybody, it must have been awful because everybody is soaked, especially at the end. You know when they run out, and Ace falls over, doesn't she? Mm. And then she gets back up, and it's it's hammering down with rain. She's yeah. absolutely soaked, <laughs> like dripping oh, cold. Yeah, it must have been awful. Horrible. And diving in the sea at the end because that is her mm. doing it. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's not a stunt. It's well, it is a stunt, but it's her doing it. Yeah. It must have been freezing. Yeah. Yeesh. All the actors really just sitting there bobbing in the water. Yeah. Freezing. Because it, it's a thing where you can't just stay in the water. You'd have to reshoot and reshoot. Yeah. They come out for lunch and stuff. So in and out of the water, they must have been freezing. Hypothermia. Uh, but yeah, I thought that did really well. What about cinematography? Good, I guess. Uh, you've got some weird things in there, like when Ace is climbing up the church on that ladder. It's I like, thought that was great. Yeah, it's it's a cool choice. Yeah. It looks grim. And all the underwater stuff. Yeah. It's great. My favourite one's the last one. Um, I'm not a fan of like the first two episodes when they do underwater because you get that uh, like mast head of the boat or wherever it is. Yeah. It looks like on the long ship, the ornament yeah, yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it starts to, because they shoot it so many times, it starts to look like they're just reusing shots. I know they weren't, but um, yeah, I, I, it's strange underwater things because it's so murky and because it's so atmospheric when you point it down, especially when you get you point the camera just below you emerge from the surface, you get a really nice blend of it being pl- like pitch darkness on un- like underneath, yeah, where it's, you know, on the sea floor at the top. You got nice like rays coming through. Uh, it just didn't utilize that. I was scratching my head, why got a nice shot of the hemovores, like hands of things like rummaging through the dirt at the bottom. You did have a few, to be fair, you had some of their hands, um, but again, on that mast. I don't, like, I don't want to criticise it too much because it definitely did the job and it was quite nice and it definitely got that feel of being a dingy, grim World War Two story. I think it, it definitely captured that. Um, I'm, I'm just... It's very much in that similar category of these are old Doctor Who episodes. Let's film the set head on. I think it is, this is definitely a step up in my view, for old, for classic Who, there's underwater stuff. They're coming down the side of the church stuff. I think it's directed quite well as well because it seems really tight. There's no sort of, it doesn't seem very floppy. Whereas sometimes no, you but get the editing's rough. It, do you think? Yeah, for sure. The amount of times it'll cut the music's gone. It'll just cut the music straight away. Well, that's getting onto the music or getting onto the sound really. One bugbear with this is that the mix is all over the place. At least it seems to be on my copy, where the music is dead loud and then it's really quiet and the dialogue is unbelievably loud. Then everything's quiet and you can't hear anything. And it just keeps you keep turning it up and then you get you know It must be your copy. I didn't have that problem. Maybe. I don't know. 
not I didn't realize it if that was like, to that extent. It was it was quite you know you'd set it and you think oh that's okay volume mm. and then it blows your head off and then you're I like I didn't know sometimes the doctor would mumble things. Yeah. But he wouldn't mumble it. It's just the the mix you know the yeah his vocals are really low for some reason. It's um but you know yeah I I just think it's great. I think it's a great story. There's some odd choices. Yeah. But I think it's great. So I tell you what, just because it's your first Sylvester McCoy story, and before we move on to the music, what do you think of the theme tune? <laughs> you know what? I I don't think it's that bad. I think it's all right. Yeah, I I like the theme tune. I'm not a fan of the too. title sequence. Def- oh, bleh. they're horrid. Oh, they're <laughs> disgusting. Should we make some that ages horribly? Do you know oh. what? I think I think it's not that it's so dated. It's the logo for me, because I know it's coming. And then it appears. And the wink from Sylvester McCoy. Well, they all do the wink, though. Yeah, but it's just something about Sylvester McCoy winking at you that I don't like. It's not nice. But They use the same model for the meteorite over and over and over again. It's horrible. And the same sound effect as well. Yeah. talking mainly about the credits now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a meteorite, all right. <laughs> Oh, it's horrible. Well, it's Kef McCulloch I, I, I who did like the theme. theme. Kef McCulloch did mm. the theme, and he does a lot of uh, the incidental music. There's three composers, really, at this point. Um, Kef McCulloch being the main, and then Mark Ayres, who's doing this one. Um, but yeah, Kef McCulloch is the theme tune, and I think the theme tune's all right. I don't mind it. I used to hate it. I used to have to, I just couldn't listen to it. It's just so... Well, the thing was, is JNT at this point wanted the music to reflect what music was like at the time so to become a bit mm. more poppy and it definitely does that with Kef's yeah. uh, scores they're very I, I did some music for the Crinoid podcast feedback thing once on Paradise Towers and it's just orchestral stab orchestral stab, orchestral slap like very very sample based 80s stuff whereas Mark Ayres is a bit different I think I I like the music in this. I don't think it's his best score. I think his best is Greatest Show to the Galaxy. Uh, Greatest Show in the Galaxy, except the rap. This is an original score, though, isn't it? Yeah. In this episode, uh, yeah. I think it is reused in some things. I don't think so. As in reused Not in, in like another Doctor story. Who. No, reused in other things. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't have thought so. I'm sure I heard that. It doesn't matter. Uh, but no, I think I. I do really like the score for this. I think Mark Ayres does a great job. So Mark Ayres is the archivist now for the Radiophonic Workshop. Um, and tours with them. But yeah, it's very thematic. There's a few variations of that uh, March theme that they use. Um, <laughs> which, once you've picked up on that little figure you notice it more and more and more. And maybe it's a li- used a little bit too much, but it's not to the point where you think, oh, God, here it comes again. Mm. Here it comes again. But, yeah, I'm sure we'll Do you we'll think ha- the music could have referenced the water more? Um, I think it does in some ways, but I don't, like, I don't see it as trickle, an issue. If that makes sense. The instruments kind of trickle. Yeah. But- I don't think it's... I, 
I'm not expecting like Blue Planet Aquarium soundtrack or anything, but <laughs> I think. Um, but no, for the most part, I think that I think the music's pretty good in this. Like yeah. I say, it's not my favourite score of his. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Greatest Show in the Galaxy is his best score, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, and I'm sure our bonus episode coming out soon will have more to say on this era of music. Little hint there, in case anybody's listening. Is anybody there? <coughs> nope. Um, oh. So yeah, that's about it, really, isn't it? Do you want to wrap up and give a score of this one? Amber. Middle of the road. Middle of the I, road? I wouldn't su- yeah, I wouldn't really suggest it to anyone. and recommend it. But it's there if you want it. If you want more, you here, want it, it's it there. You want it. <laughs> it's pretty well done. Mm. You know, the monsters are great. That's... Well... They look great. Oh, can I just say, how many times did this happen where, like, okay, they've ran out of faith. They have no more faith left. The monsters can eat them now. Oh, it's the same thing. No, no. Then cut. (laughs) It's a late cut every single time. And it's like they're just stopping to wait for the director to say, and cut. Amber. You're going Amber. I'm going Amber, yeah. I think... I think it's a really good story. I think it's very strong. Uh, And I think there's not a lot that's wrong with it, really. I think it rattles along at a really, really nice pace. And I will say, from from the establishing shot, I'm hooked with this. Like, as soon as it starts, I'm in. And I forget that it's four episodes. It just sort of rattles straight through. Whereas sometimes you think, this story's good, but episode three's a bit of a slog. And you're waiting for that to appear. And then it's like, oh, and then it finishes. This just goes up, 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 up. I think it's great. Obviously, there's some drawbacks to it. Mainly the acting. There's some ropey acting in this. Well, it's not ropey. Some questionable acting. But only some. I don't think it sort of it ruins it. Honestly, I think I'm more annoyed at this just because it could have been great for me. And, uh, you know, points have already said why it's not. Yeah. It really could have been great. This It's a lovely setting. Well, yeah, like I say, I really enjoyed it. I always really enjoy it. To be honest, I think I enjoy it more the more I watch it, which is odd. It is odd, yeah. But the more I watch it, I think the more I enjoy it. Um, So I'm going to go a definite green on this one. Okay. Definite, definite green. You know, if I watch it again, because I might be the same as you, I might appreciate it more. To be be honest with you, Luke... Yeah. I think this story is a story that benefits from multiple viewing. Yeah, because okay. I think the plot seems to make more sense the more you watch it. Yeah, well, especially considering that the Doctor knew the whole time what was happening. Mm. Um, and I think I'd explain a lot of his acting, you know, the first two episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. I don't. I doubt it'll go up to a green, but it'll certainly improve, I'd imagine. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm, yeah. What do you think of my opinion, though? Do you think it's warranted? I think it's... Is yeah, it fair? It's fair. 
I it's suppose. not egregious, is it? I can see why people wouldn't like it, because it has got a bit of a, a tacky feel, probably. Yeah. But a lot of yeah, for sure. a lot of 80s Who suffers with that, where yeah. it's quite plasticky. A lot of 80s stuff does. Yeah. And I don't think um, it, it can't be helped. But story-wise, I think it's excellent. Premise-wise, I think mm. it's excellent. Oh. Well, there we go. Well, we'll see what other people think in a moment, won't we? Well, in an hour. Um, so moving on. It's your time to shine with your era. This is all on you now. We're on to Planet of the Dead. That was my choice for this week. <sighs> Do you want a little synopsis? If you must. When a London bus takes a detour to an alien world, the Tenth Doctor must join forces with the extraordinary Lady Christina, but the mysterious planet holds terrifying secrets and time is running out as the deadly swarm gets closer. Hmm. Now, I'll do my thoughts first. It's not nastily, horribly bad, and it's not great. It definitely is a filler thing, you know, throw away. Easter special. We know how specials go on Doctor Who. They're genuinely, you know, fluffy and don't really do much. Um, Apart from the obvious you know, regeneration ones or 50th anniversaries, there's only been one. But this in itself is an anniversary. It's a 200th story special. What a mark. What a way to... What a way to... Yeah. It, it's it's fair. It looks nice. It's the first time Doctor Who's been recorded in HD. Um, shot on location. That's quite nice. I think that's the main point, really, that the creators wanted you to know. It doesn't it look great? We shot it on location. Did you know? Nudging the guy next to you. It doesn't make it any better. Well, it may, it's nicer. It doesn't make it any better. And it's the first episode of New Who. That was written by two people, uh, Russell T. Davis and Gareth Roberts. Don't know why it needs to be written by two people, but there you go. Mm. Gareth Roberts. So yeah. that's that's the intro. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what what are your thoughts? I thought it was, it was it's just meh, very meh. It's not very good, is it? Oh, I am gonna go out on a limb right and say. I think I prefer Love and Monsters to this. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's absolutely dreadful. Is it? it it's dreadful. Okay. Why? I think there's terrible acting, terrible dialogue. The more I see, the more I'm 100% convinced I don't like David Tennant as the Doctor. Yeah, this is one of the worst episodes he's in. Yeah. Which is a shame because this is to round off his, you know, him his time being the Doctor. Yeah, we've only got another three episodes after this, and that's over. Yeah, some would say thank fuck, but I'm be, not one of them. I'd be one of those. <coughs> and I think we dodged a bullet with Christina, didn't we? Oh. Yikes! When he was, ta- I knew she wouldn't be in it for you know for another episode. But when she was talking to the Doctor and trying to convince him, can I come with you, please? We're just the same. We are the same. Please let me come with you. No. No. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. But, yeah, it did absolutely nothing for me, this story. 
and it was it just seemed to go on and on and on i watched it on iplayer and i thought Mm. how long has this been on for now and i clicked up and it had been on for 25 minutes and i just thought i thought nothing has happened yet it's going to be over in a minute but turns out nothing happens anyway so yeah to be fair well i've got a little plot summary if you'd like to know yes the plot starts woman robs art bus there and doctor for some reason wormhole gone sucked need the to move sucked <laughs> sucked off through the rift Need to move boss to get home. Uh oh, fly people. Nasty flying sperm come and they try and eat them. Uh they've already ate all the metal on the planet, it's all like a desert. Uh they get the anti-grav tech, put it on the bus, and they go home and everyone's fine. Apart from the fly people, no one cares about them. And the guy who went through the wormhole, even though the doctor said, Don't please don't do that, and he just did it anyway. Horrible yeah. seeing that. It's horrific. No one says anything, by the way. He died. That man died Dead. when they come when they came back through the rift when it you know where's his dreadful. body it's dreadful but you love lee evans though didn't you yeah i think in a previous episode i've said about the worst guest characters mm. i think he's number one right awful absolutely dire right Honest- should we go through the characters go on then all right so let's start off with Tenant again. Can we can we can we pause for a second with this podcast? Yeah, Everybody can listen. Can we not do another Tenant for a while? We're gonna. Oh yeah, yeah, for a while, yeah. I can't do it. I've, we've over overloaded on Tenant, and I think the listeners will join with me in saying, "Sort your act out and pick something different." <laughs> we uh, all get it. Okay, next I like time David I will. I like David Tennant. I like David Tennant. You know, I don't really. You I thought you, I did, but you keep after coming back to it, you keep coming Only back. Only because I'm watching it now. Oh, this right, was okay. the next episode for me. Oh, right, okay. God, are you still yeah. that far behind? What are you doing with your time? I'm busy. Busy. Mm. Too busy to be watching Doctor Who, are you? Well, yeah. <laughs> mm. Um,. I think next time will be a Matt Smith one because that'll be where I'm at. Uh, then hopefully Peter Peter Capaldi because that's the only one we're missing now. Have we done a Christopher Eccleston yet? Oh no, we haven't. No, I didn't think we had. Oh no, we didn't. You're right. Yeah. I thought you liked him. Yeah. Christina. Oh god. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Awful. Um. Oh. Oh God! I've got sand in my hair. That's dead people. Uh. And cut. Can we do that again, please? We've got to be off this desert in five minutes. Yeah, we haven't got time. God. Uh, I'll be in charge. I hated that. We're the same. I'll take charge. Remember that there might be questions later. Oh, oh God. you cow. Go away. Oh. 
So she's shit. Well, that's that's nice. She's terrible. Uh, she's really, really bad. We've kind of touched on Malcolm. Awful. Why make him yeah. have a Welsh accent? It doesn't offend me, but why? What? I don't understand. Because I think, you know, it's commonly known that Welsh people are thick as shit. Thank you. So, <laughs> I'm Welsh too. But, Lee Evans. Awful. <laughs> terrible. Uh, we got Captain Magambo. Yeah. She's alright, wasn't she? <sighs> She's fine. I don't understand why she was going to shoot Malcolm. <laughs> it seems very to... excessive. Yeah. You're so you're going to trap the Doctor in that wormhole, even though you all know the Doctor and you need his help to get out of this. And that's so why the... Mm. It, it doesn't make sense. No. What's the point? I thought the whole point was to get them back. Or now it's to close the wormhole. Oh. Right. Um... Should have shot him, though, to be fair. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Oh. D.I. McMillan? Is he the main policeman? I guess. Fine. They sort of... I don't know. They make the police completely incompetent at everything, and they're like, right, phone unit. Yeah. He's mine! Don't forget, he's mine! Oh, God. And then at the end, when Christina escapes... ...on the bus, has nobody got a gun? You'd just put a bullet through her head, wouldn't you? (laughs) I don't understand why... Now open this door now. <laughs> when she's, open this when she's door off, now. Sick. Please open the door. Oh, she's gonna get away. Yeah. She's gone now. I'll just go and arrest myself in that police box behind the. Oh, tenant, go now. Go. Go now. Oh, it's just it. It's dreadful. It's really dreadful. Tell you what isn't dreadful though. What? We got Parking Patawayo. I have written that down. Parking Patawayo is in it as Barkley, isn't he? Yeah. So Parking Patawayo, nobody's going to know what this is. They this is do. This is a very risque sketch, isn't it, mm. from Harry and Paul, uh, where Parking Patawayo is a... a and his uh, black and white cat, Tawayo. Yeah, Tawayo uh, is a uh, traffic warden, isn't he, mm. in a sketch that just sort of... In the vein of sort of a narrated children's postman pat, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, I thought he was awful. <laughs> oh, it isn't that a sign that it is the script and the way you know they direct the actors that like, that's the root of the problem because we know Tenant can act and Daniel Kaluuya is in you know like Get Out, he's in uh, Black Mirror, like we know he can act. Isn't he in the Black Panther as well? He is in Black Panther as well. Yeah. Yeah. See how I knew that? I know the Marvel Universe. You know, you, yeah, you do. I know, my, I know my Marvel from my DC. Is Wonder Woman in Marvel? No. Is Green Lantern? No. But Batman, isn't he? No. But Superman isn't. No, he's in DC. Just testing, yeah. You got oh, it. right, okay. <laughs> I thought I was going to mess up then. No, you got it all 100%. Tick, tick, Thank tick. You. I don't know what that means. I guess it means that you know what you're talking about when you say you, you hate Marvel. Probably. Don't know. Just don't like Marvel. Just stop churning things out now. If you want to do that, just do series. Don't do films. Stop. They are doing films series out. now. 
well, leave it on you... Disney Plus and I don't have to watch it. That's true. Guess what is churning out, though? Doctor Shit Who. episodes, yeah, from uh, New Who. Uh, so let's go through it. We got the very first scene with you know the bank scene. Very Da Vinci Code. It's just, awful, isn't it? It's terrible. Isn't it awful? When she terrible. goes back up, when she goes, when she's going down on a rope. She couldn't. She has. It has to be on the rope. Come on, it's a it's a bank heist. It's like Mission Impossible. You have to go down the rope to steal a mm. goblet. She grabs it. When she goes back up, the ceiling thing's closed. I don't know how the fuck she got out. Well, I will say as well. You know that goblet that she steals. Mm. Well, the fact that Doctor Who is now filmed in HD. Mm. Doesn't a... it look awful? Oh no! It looks like it's it looks obviously like an eagle a moss replica. Yeah, it's such a prop now, isn't it? Yeah. It looks Yikes. dreadful. Plus, why would there be the real goblet there in the museum? Surely it'd be in the, they're usually in the back, aren't they? It's only the replicas that are on show. Usually. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of the time they do keep the real ones in the back. What? Honestly, yeah. I reckon you're having me on here. No, I promise you, oftentimes like do you know the do you, know, you can see the dinosaur bones and stuff? They're all fake. Yeah. They're all fake. They're not real. Oh, yeah, like the dinosaurs. Yeah. Like, big, full. But honestly, so many of the things in the museum aren't actually real. They're well, I get that the, the dinosaur the stuff wouldn't be, because they're not going to drill holes in it, and they attach wires to it. Right, do. Have Neris come and dust it at night. <laughs> mm-hmm. I promise you. All right. <laughs> and you can't tell me that it looked real anyway. Awful. Terrible. <laughs> I've, uh, it's really sad because I just I want a new Who episode to defeat the one that I'm choosing, and perhaps it's just that I'm picking good episodes. That well, this is the last time now where you have to pick you know an episode of a certain Doctor. You've done them all now. That is true, but I could have chosen the bad one. Next, I think you should next time. Actually, okay. no, to keep it a mystery, keep it a mystery. I, well, I'm going to keep it a mystery because I've, I've already planned what we're doing next. So maybe oh. the time after that. Right. Um, okay. I'll choose something. So why is the doctor on the bus? What, to eat, eat, and eat, eat an Easter egg? Because there's no reason, really. And he uses his psychic paper as a oyster card, doesn't he? That's funny. And also... And That's not funny, that, I like that. <laughs> I didn't mind that. And I don't, I'm not, a, I don't know London that well, but I'm pretty sure there isn't a tunnel on the embankment. There is. I don't it's think in the there episode. is. <laughs> in Cardiff. <laughs> so, it's a bit weird, isn't it? It's just a bit, it wasn't. Mm. <laughs> so he's on the bus and then you've got... What do you think of Carmen and Luda on the bus? Oh, something's coming. She sees things, you know. Second sight. She does. Well, what it is, it's the alien planet. Um, it enhances her psychic powers. Because um, but- on, on, on Earth, she wins the lottery every week. Ten pounds. <laughs> uh, so that's cool, isn't it? There's a lot of dialogue in this where random characters know really specific things as well. Mm. Like the Faraday cage thing outside, you know when they first all get off the bus, mm. they say they all say really peculiar things 
that they've all got a particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Is that Taken? It is, yeah. When have you watched Taken? I love Taken. No, you don't. I do. Really? Yeah, I think it's great. Isn't it amazing how we're constantly going off topic and you know, when yeah. we talk about this episode? It's, doesn't that say something? It does say something, doesn't it? That it's so poor. Uh, I'll say it again without my mouth, my hand over my mouth. <laughs> it's really poor. It's just, oh, it's not very good. Uh, so they go through the wormhole, I guess. There, you have some weird power dynamic thing, some struggle going on. Where they're comparing it to his dick sizes, and Doctor's like, "No, I promise you, mine's bigger." It's, and then oh. Christine is like, "No, honestly, I promise you, mine's bigger." She's uh, she's an awful character. She's it's in these standards, isn't she? I think. I hope not. I think that's what she's known from. But oh, and it's the flirting again, again. Oh, and they kiss as well. It's basically well, an excuse for a porno, isn't it, really, this episode? <laughs> Spin-off. Yeah. My Gobbler in your Cassandra. You don't look... But you look like a human. You look like a Time Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put my goblet in your Christine. Ooh, yay! <laughs> um, uh, I don't know what to say. You're going to have to prompt me, because... I'm, I'm trying to prompt you. Uh, so... They come across the fly people. Some uh, they're, they're like scanning them, aren't they? Like, who are these oh, guys? How many times do they click at the screen? <laughs> they just keep going. Oh, it's awful. And then Tenant, when they meet them, and Tenant does that thing. Like the Jadoon. Roco, Roco. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, make it stop. Uh, what do you think of the flies, then? Uh, I thought the costumes were great. Yeah. Boiler suit flies. Well, what? hang on. What are they called? What are they called? There with. I've, I have written that down, weirdly. I can tell you if you'd like. The tri- Tritivore. The... Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I think they. I think their heads are great. Mm-hmm. I think they look really good. <coughs> um, they're not there for any reason. Not really. Because what do they do? There's no need for them to be there you know, to find the gravity thing. Or... It's been a long time since I've seen something that really, really tries to make you not care for a creature or a character. Well, we just forget about them. They're, it's so done on purpose. They are supposed to die. They're in a completely different language, so we can't understand them. So we can't relate on that level. They look like something that we hate, and they eat shit. We're supposed to hate them and not care about them. So kudos for that, I guess. They knew what they were doing. They're throwaway things. You've got to have a monster, don't you? Well, yeah, but, but you've, got a mon- you've got a monster with the sort of flying sting- stingray things. things. Yeah. So just use those. It's And I don't, the whole bus really thing get. I don't like. I love how it can be used. It'll look great on a steelbook, wouldn't it? It's a bit Harry Potter, though, isn't it? Did this come out before that film? After, I think, didn't it? Because it's the Prison of Azkaban, isn't it? 2009, this is. 2004, Prison of Azkaban came out. Yeah. Yikes! A bit late to the party. Whoa! 
Yeah, I'm just not a fan of the flying bus thing. And there's some terrible physical acting when they're in the bus. You know, when they're flying. It's like... The, yeah. For everybody's reference, Luke was moving round then to simulate the acting. It's like the same thing when they do the falling on the TARDIS acting. Oh. And that's never been good. Classic or new who, the falling on the TARDIS acting is always do poor. Just don't do yeah, it. Don't do it. Um... Help. Help. Uh, so what do you think of... What can you say? There's just... Honestly, there's nothing happens. It's really poor. What, it's, it's, it's a strange thing when you think about it. Like, okay, it's an hour episode. Yeah. And they get there on the bus. That takes about 15 minutes. And then they get back. And mm. they mess around with the flies for a bit. So what happens in between, like, them getting there and the flies? I can't really remember. Nothing. Pork chops? They talk about pork chops. Pork chops. Ooh, pork chops and gravy. Sounds like something else. Nothing too exciting. Elton would have said. We'll have a nice tea. Just meet proper mates. Yeah? Just mates. Doesn't love monsters shine over this, though? Yeah, it does. Like, stuff happens in that. Well... In comparison, stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, ju- I just don't like it. It's really poor. It is poor. It doesn't do anything egregiously bad, though, apart from, you know, the it's, casting. Yeah, it's just that nothing happens. And yeah. the cast are quite poor, and the acting's pretty bad, and the script isn't that great, and the cinematography isn't that great. CGI is quite poor. Uh, direction no, is it's a bit not. hard in places. Oh, it really annoyed me. It lasts, it lingers for like three seconds, which is such a shame, but you got a. Uh, a very Star Wars-esque shot of the crashed ship and amongst the dunes. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looked great. Two seconds. Yeah. There it is. Whoa, oh, that's it. What a shame. That must have taken ages as well to do. And I will Whoa. say... Go, they cut go on. right in there as well. They cut and they're in. Yeah. They're inside. <laughs> oh, come on. You're not seeing that. Oh, what a shame. And I will say, because th- this was filmed in Dubai, wasn't it? Well, the outs- the location shooting is Dubai, I think. Mm. Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of that desert is CGI, isn't it? Yeah, you can tell. So why go? Um, Could you not just go to a sand, uh, you know, a quarry? Quarry. <laughs> you know, sand yeah. dunes? And then just CG over the top of it. What a waste. And how on earth did they get the bus over there? Or get Wouldn't a it... bus over there? It's obviously a prop, isn't it? Right. It's not a bus. But... So you know me. I like it when the Doctor is by himself. Or he's talking to someone on the radio and he's got time to reflect. Because there's nothing else to, you know, around him. I yeah. liked it in the Satan pit. Where he's going down into the pit. And it's just darkness. Wait, you liked the Satan Pit? Yeah. Oh, right. We did an episode on it. I know we did it, yes. I'm being facetious. Sorry. So you like feces? (laughs) Pardon? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what (sighs) a great opportunity it was to have the Doctor stranded in the middle of the desert. How cool would that be? How the hell Mm. is he going to get out? There's no TARDIS. There's no one around. It would have been amazing. What it would have been better is like, say the the boss went through the wormhole. Okay. 
Yeah. Everyone wakes up completely different places. Where the hell are we? And it's about them trying to find each other again and get back home. I would have. I think that would have been better. Well, the thing is, they throw the sand at the wormhole as well, don't they? So yeah. are we to ass- we're not to assume that the wormhole is all the way around them, is it? It's just that's where the door is. Yes, yeah, the door. Right. Okay. Because I did wonder. Because he throws the sand at the wall, doesn't he? At the door. The. <laughs> the excuse to why that wormhole's there is awful. <laughs> so the sperm's going around the planet so fast that it creates a wormhole and it, the, this is the last cycle around the planet and it's so fast it opened a wormhole. Right. How far away are they, Doctor? Um, 100 miles away should take about 20 minutes. Right. What? It's awful. It's... It's very. It's not quite. It's not well thought out. I think. No. And I think the the whole story is basically just there to see to be. We've got a new camera. Yeah. Can we go to Dubai? Would you like to see an episode like that though, where the doctor's in a desert on his own? Um. What a weird episode that would be. I think I've said this before. Probably. Um. It. I, companion. From, yeah, it doesn't work. No, no, he's, yeah, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. For to be honest, anyway. I'd, yeah, I'm bringing this up because I'd rather him be on his own in this episode because everyone else is dire. Yeah. It's... Because it's happened in The Deadly Assassin. As good as The Deadly Assassin is, I really enjoy that story. You do lose a lot by not having the companion there. And you sort of get that with this because um, Christina isn't a companion, is she really? Is she human? Is she human? Yeah. I don't know. I've, she's intolerable. I've never met a human like that. Oh, right. Okay. I understand <laughs> now. I thought you were going to say, does she appear again? Um, yeah, she's terrible. Terrible. And she's just unbearable. Just, it's just, oh, it's awful. Let's keep beating awful. her down. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure she's lovely. I don't know what her real name is. Michelle Ryan. That's it. Michelle Ryan. I'm sure she's lovely. Yeah. But um not very good in this. <laughs> and then can yeah, we so... do, should we get on to the Lee Evans in the room? Mm, do we have to? You're my best friend. Oh my god, it's the doctor. It's cringe worthy. Why awful. do why keep doing this? <laughs> McCoy's era has this where there's Ken Dodd and then you get Nicholas Parsons and you get a few sort of well-known faces appearing like that. Martin Clunes. Martin Clunes. Um, but, oh, God. He's terrible. He's really, really bad. Stop putting at comedians in Doctor Who. So, so far, we've, mm. who have we had? We've had uh, Lee Evans, yep. Lee Mack, Peter Kay, Frank Skinner, Greg Davis. Who else have we had? James Corden. Oh, God. James Corden. Can I just say I love Lee Mack? I think he's great. Yeah, I like Lee Mack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, Lee Evans is atrocious in this. God, he's awful. I've never Absolutely. found him funny either. No, I don't, I don't find him funny as a comedian. He's just, he's dire. 
really, really bad. I can't say uh, anything in this other than saying it's bad. It's really bad. Honestly, I don't really judge you for it either. Because there's nothing there to comment on. I can't grab anything. You know, I just can't. How would you change the story then? Let's just do that. I just wouldn't what would write you it. have done? I just, I just yeah, don't so think... it has to be done, and it has to have some... Res- like, you have to be shot in the desert in Dubai. Um, Get rid of like, the Like, for starters, I wouldn't say there's three suns, because you need three shadows, and there's only one. What, what a dumb thing to do. Why would you make it hard for yourself? Anyway, yeah, what would you do? Uh, I'd get rid of the boss okay. thing, and I'd probably... Get rid of all of the characters, <laughs> and I'd have the Doctor arriving to God, what are they what are they called again? The Tritivor ship, mm. and the Tritivor try and make them that they're trying to escape, and their ship is damaged, and then the little spermy things are gonna eat their ship or something if the Doctor doesn't help them in time. Mm. I just do that. The wormhole thing doesn't work. The whole Earth, then we're on the planet, then we're on Earth, then we're on the planet, then we're on Earth, and the bouncing back and two just is tiring. Mm. And it's just boring because nothing happens. The whole point of the whole episode is to get those things and stick it on the bus so we can see a flying double decker. And I think the thing that sold it to the producers, like right. We can put the number 200 on the bus to signify it's the 200th episode. Sold. Get it made. The number plate changes, by the way. Yeah, halfway through. Because they have to ship it to Dubai. The number plate changes from when it's in England to... Yee. Fun fact, it was damaged on uh, in transport. Was it? You notice... Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it goes through the wormhole and it's it go... it's dented and horrible. Yeah. I was I was going to say, because... I hope there was nobody sat upstairs in that bus. Yeah, there was the uh, the younger guy. <laughs> well, he's got no head now, has he? He's, he was sat he's, up there. But he's, he's... The weird thing is, right, him and the woman aren't I related. I thought they were mother and daughter, mother and not. son. I know. They're not. But in it's the weird, isn't it? very next scene where we see him, they're he's holding like each talking other. and like, oh, you'll be all right. Oh, it's yeah, weird. and then they don't have anything to do with each other no, after that. It's really weird. Do buses have keys? I don't know. They don't really. They have a kill switch, don't they? A kill key. So anyone could just get on the bus and go in it. Yeah, I've had a go at driving a bus. Is it weird? It's amazing. Is it a coach? You've got a massive fat ass. Don't you? Wow. How... <laughs> no, the bus. Oh right. <laughs> like how do you? How did you get in the seat? No, how do you like <laughs> maneuver that thing? Brilliant. Imagine reversing that and as the car, you know, car. I had bar. a go on a bus yard. The private property, you know. Oh, that's nice, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. But, yeah, oh, it's just poor, isn't it? Hey. <laughs> Do you want to just wrap up? <laughs> music. Oh, yeah, music. It's the usual stuff from Murray Gold. All of the action scenes have to have drums. By the way, the more I hear about hear this theme tune, I like it. The the title theme. Yeah, the title sequence. Uh, maybe. It's the best one yet of New Who, I reckon. I can't think. Oh, well, I think the original one's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. Vanilla. 
Well, well, we'll have plenty to say on this in the bonus episodes. Just you wait. I won't be there. Well, no, you won't be there. But you'll be able to. You'll be able to hear it. Yeah, usual stuff. Um, action scenes always have to have drums. Did you know that? Dun 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 dun. I did actually. Yeah. As the series progresses, that progresses. Tenant's running style is getting worse and worse. Isn't it weird? Yeah. Some people, I get stiffer run. and stiffer. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to point, point this out. It's like I he's trying to be a Cyberman. Yeah. It's horrible. I can't run at all. To be fair, he's running in dunes. Have you ever tried to run on sand? No. It's really hard. <laughs> you slide everywhere. You're trying to keep your balance. Have you it's met really me? hard. Do you th- really think you'd find me running? Running, anywhere? yeah, full stop. I think when... When your height vertically challenged, well, not mm. vertically challenged, am I? Because I'm not tiny. What's the opposite to that? Vertically when you blessed. Start, when you start, you know, when you when it's in your mind that you need to look out if the doorway's too small. Yes. You know, I think at that <laughs> point you don't run, do you? It's because you end you you end up being quite a big unit. Mm. And that's a lot of meat to stop, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So I don't do mm. running. So um, yeah, but the music's fine. Usual Murray Gold stuff. It's all right. What did you think? With the music. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. If he's not, if he's not asked, I'm not asked. <laughs> as simple as that. <gasps> Doesn't mind. Doesn't care. Let him get on with it. Let's wrap this up because honestly, I've just got I've got nothing to say. Have we said everything that needs to be said? Really? Yeah. Because the rest of it is just going to be hate towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are they using the same sequence as the beginning? In you know when they, she tried to get those anti gravity clamp things, it's the same thing again. Like, oh it's- yeah, because she did that before. Ah, I see what they're doing. That's good. That no, it's not. I don't want to seem like one of those as well. But how the fuck did the sperm get down there? Oh, your body heat waking it up. Yeah. What? Oh, I get that a lot. Oh, you get oh. out. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I I hate flirting in Doctor Who. I hate it. It's so just, it's, it's it... a rom com now, isn't it, Doctor Who? I I just don't like it. On it's right, all over again, the place. Again, I had a look. Um, I like to see reviews now of what other people think before I give my opinion. Just right. I like, you know, a different view on it. And it is quite polarizing this episode. Uh, it's either. It's not really polarizing. It's more like you yeah, think it's all right, nothing really happens, or you think it's great and it's underrated. Right. Um, I don't know who those people are, but. Um, yeah, and again, people are like, oh, I like. That Lee Evans is in this. Uh, you know, it's funny. Like it's funny. It, I like it because it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Why is it that New Who has to be funny now? And it's and it's expected to be funny now as well. It's more of a comedy, light-hearted show now. Well, all all I've got to say, I'm happy in Classic Who. I've always been in Classic Who, and I'm happy there. I don't mind dipping into New Who. But it's just stuff like this that just makes me realise, oh, that is why I like Classic Who. I, you just wait, because as I'm watching all New Who now, I'll find an episode that I think, wow. 
there's a few. There's a few. The Satan Pit was great. That story, I really liked it. You agreed. You said no. It was actually really good. Yeah. So don't give me that look. Just because it's new, who? Just because it's new. It is, isn't it? Well, no, oh, I'll, so I'll be on the search. Yeah. I'll be on the search, but we didn't no, to, convince. Yeah, to be fair, there there's some new Who episodes that I really do rate. Blink not being one of them. No, I don't why is that number one? I don't. Oh, I never. We'll have to get onto that, that one day. But I don't really know what's happening there. There's a few that I do rate. I think are great. Um, but yeah, we'll get to those. We'll get to those. I can I give my score first time this time. Please, please. Yeah, I'm not asked. Yeah, go for it. What's your rating? Red. Yeah, red. What else would it be? It's just very poor, isn't it? Well, it seems though it's an Easter special. I thought I'll give it a little Easter treat. This episode isn't an Easter special. The the episode we're reviewing is an Easter special. Oh right. <laughs> it's, it's the <laughs> only the Easter podcast. special is. It's ever not been, Easter it? now. Um, the episode felt long enough that it could be. Nice. Mm, nice. So I like did that. that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, seeing seeing as though it is an Easter special, I'm going to consider this like an egg, an episode Ooh. like an egg, yeah. right? A chocolate egg that's been, for some reason, left on location in Dubai and it's melted and the toy inside is shite. Oh, that's but what the, the story is for you. Uh, yeah, the, the toy's not shite. It's a free toy, you know. It's But it's covered in chocolate. It. You're going to leave it there. You're not going to take it home. Chuck like it in if, the sand. If, like, if you, you know, the Kinder Eggs, hmm. your toys inside, it's like, yeah. all right, I, I will build it. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's nothing. No, and then you leave it in your pocket and your mum puts it in, you know, the, the tumble dryer and, and it breaks the it. washer. Hey. Uh, anyway, so that's wrapping <laughs> up the. the it's planet a red of the from dead. Me, by the way. Yeah, I guessed. That wraps up the Curse of Fenric and the Planet of the Dead. Um. Should we do some feedback? Yeah, let's do some feedback. Have you got them up? Oh, shit, no. Send us your feedback. 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 Let's see what you've got to say. Send us your feedback. So, um, yeah, so I selected a few pieces of feedback. Thanks to everybody that sent in the feedback. We will be starting to compile them at some point, probably, and putting them into a document so you can all have a little look through. Um, would you like to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Thought you would. Why is that? <laughs> oh, no, actually, go on. You go first. I'll start, then. Go on, then. So this comes from Danny Stannard. He's uh, talking about the Curse of Fenric. One of the single greatest stories of Classic Who, the Doctor playing cold, manipulative games with those around him is chilling. Yeah? I, uh, oh. See, I'm, I'm feeling ge- like I missed something now. Maybe it's worth a rewatch for you. Maybe it is. You won't. Maybe it is. But maybe no, it is. No, I probably will. All right, okay. 
Well, thanks for that bit of feedback, Danny. On to the 51st Doctor on Twitter. I have no idea what your name is. <laughs> so we're just going to have to go with his Twitter name. Uh, interestingly as well, we are part of their poll um, on favourite podcasts. And do you know where we are at the moment, Luke? I'm going to guess we're last. We are last. Right, so you if you... So, but I think the poll will have ended by the time we uh, put this podcast out. But if it isn't, I think what everybody should go and do now is just go and vote for somebody else. Other than us. Other than us. I'd completely agree. If we're going to lose, I'd like to lose really bad. Yeah. Really bad. Um, But he has this to say. Uh, The Curse of Fenric is... Where you've got... Two votes, but it still says 0%. That yeah. bad. <laughs> so he has this to say about The Curse of Fenric. Curse of Fenric is a fantastic story, nicely directed, with a real atmosphere and great locations. 9 out of 10. Planet of the Dead is utter rubbish, despite the great locations, cliche standing companion, and a script that fails to shine in any way. 6 out of 10. I'm I don't think say... she's a cliche standing companion. I think she's awful. I think she's worse than cliche. Maybe. I don't really want to go back and study, to be honest. All right, then. Shall I carry on? Let's do this. This one comes from Mark Bosley. I think seasons 25 and 26 redefine the show in a way that could have, and should have, seen it run for years more. I think Sylvester's desire to give the character more pathos and more mystery and Andrew Cartmel's vision for the show were fantastic. Also the way Ace was a rounded character whose background was explored in a way that, say, Perry's wasn't. The Curse of Fenric is as good an example as any from the show's last two years. I was a cynical teenager by then, and yet it had me feeling as involved as I was as a kid watching the Baker, Hitchcliffe, Holmes era. It also treats its audience as intelligent and has a level of sophistication beyond a lot of running up and down corridors, capture and recapture, etc. Although that's part of the mix, I like the way more adult themes are present, not in a crass way, or a way that would obviously preclude it from being watched by younger audience members. Um, I agree there, Mark, to be honest. Um, I think Sylvester does do a great job bringing more mystery into the character. And Ace's background as well is more explored than any of the other companions that we've had. That's quite nice. Maybe the delivery is a little bit off, but it is an I'd engaging say. story. It is back to Doctor Who at its full whack, I'd say. Yeah, it does feel like, you know, Androzani and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it's um, sort of, it's getting back to it at the wrong time, though, because, yeah. you know... It's done now. Give up. Yeah, the sword is already hanging, you know, mm. it's just... But I suppose it's like, if you're going to go out, go out on a high. Mm. So we'll put survival at the end? (laughs) (laughs) I think Perry had some backstory when she was around, but just explored in a different way. Yeah, maybe not as much as Ace. There was none of that sort of character building like that. No, she was never like fully included in the episode and had an arc. No. Yeah. It was alluded to. But that was nice. Thanks, Mark, for that. On to Martin Ward. It was an intriguing but lacking in some places, but a good story. It's a shame that Sylvester never got another season, because what they had planned for him and Ace would have been fun to watch. A more darker Doctor. I agree. Good friend to the podcast, Christopher Page, said, 
I've got very little to say this time. Fenric is another where the thought behind it is better than what ends up on screen. Do you like the exploration about a person's faith being a protector versus an actual object? Mmm. Very much like the vase in uh, the Satan pit. Yeah, but... Your faith could have been used there as well. I mean, he's he's the devil, but... Yeah. No, it's a vase. Just took it over. To explain that a little more, while a person's faith in a god might be what saves them, it isn't the god itself. Removes religion from the vampire mythos and provides a little more science, if fictional science, to it all. And that is all I have to say. Planet of the Dead? I remember it being okay, but anything it achieved is torn asunder with the flying double-decker. Where did she go, by the way? She flies off. Where? For another adventure. I bet she crashed, didn't she? To steal more stuff, probably. Uh, but thanks for that feedback, Christopher. Uh, on to Mr. Day. Uh, Curse of Fenric is okay. Awful girl actresses, plus that scene with Ace. 7 out of 10. The other one? No thanks. What's that scene? What do you mean, what's that scene? That scene with Ace. The flirty scene. Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, um, there's a few. There's a handful of Ace scenes, so I'm like, yeah. Mm. That's why I asked. All right, okay. But, uh, yeah, agree there. The other one, no thanks. I agree there as well. (laughs) Yay. I love that. That's all it needs, no thanks. And this is from another friend of the podcast, Keith Say. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) My favourite version of Federick is the VHS version. I'm so glad they put a copy of that one on Blu-ray. Oh, really? Yeah. That, honestly, how do I watch that? Oh, is it in the new box set? Yeah, that is now three hundred and fifty quid on the it's, on Amazon. It's out of stock, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Everywhere, can't get them anywhere. Oh, what a shame! I kind of wish I bought it now. Mm. Saying that, maybe there'll be a torrent somewhere. Maybe. Wow. <laughs> no, honestly, because if you can literally not buy it anywhere, what yeah. else are you supposed to do? What are you supposed buy, to do? Just buy a legal version that's not Blu-ray. You, I want to watch the Blu-ray version. Well, you can. I've got. Maybe if you ask... I've got the VHS of it. Right. Maybe ask Keith to borrow his. Has he got it? Well, yes. Yeah. Well, I think what Keith should do, and Keith, if you're listening, just put the disc in an envelope, no padding, put the address on, send it over here, and see how it ends up. And then it'll be really annoying if that one breaks. Thing is, though, you weren't too arsed when I told you about this. And now it's out of stock everywhere. You want it, though, don't you now? It wasn't this one that I wanted. It was the John Pertwee season 10. No, you didn't want this one. No. And now it's out of stock. You want it. No, no, I want season 10. Is that out of stock as well? Yeah. (laughs) They're all out of stock. Honestly, they'll print more. I promise you they'll print more. Oh, well. I promise you they'll print more. Anyway. I promise you they'll print... (laughs) Let's carry on with Keith's feedback. I'll, I'll carry on then. I'm so glad they put a copy of that on the Blu-ray, as I have worn my tape skinny. The classic series final gothic hurrah, nice and spooky, and a plot that mostly makes sense, unusual for that era. Planet of the Dead, an adventuress flies off in a double-decker bus. I'm amazed Paul Mars didn't sue. A jolly enough story and lovely to look at too. 
Oh. That is true. And I am surprised that he didn't sue. Who's who's that? He wrote some short stories and audiobooks for Doctor Who where there's a double decker bus uh, that flies. Hey, it just doesn't fly though. It does it fly. Floats. It floats. Well they can dr- they can drive it. It doesn't just stay there, does it? I don't understand how that works. The anti grav clamps. All it will do is make it float. How the hell is she driving it? Plus, it has no petrol. Yet you can hear it. And surely it'd be on diesel. Mm, Just saying. Just saying. You're talking Uh, to the certified bus man here. Yeah. We know our man from our... We know our bus side for buses. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, thanks for that bit of feedback, Keith. Um, Thanks, Keith. Keith. And thanks to everybody for sending in their feedback. So, what stories are we doing next time? So, are you going to go first, or do I go first? Up to you. Shall I go first? Go on, then. It's very ominous. I've no oh. idea what it's about. Um, so, this is a Peter Capaldi one. Mm. And it's Series 8, Episode 4. Listen. Okay. Have you seen this? I don't know. I definitely haven't. It, all it says is, what will the Doctor find at the end of the universe? Listen. Mm. I it's hope it's not PK it? saying, listen, just like it's, the, it's the sound <laughs> of the... I can't do it. Sound of the universe. Well, that'll be exciting, won't it? Listen. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Well, I've not nice. seen properly a P- Peter Capaldi episode. Hmm. I'd love to add my judgment on all this. Because really, that's what counts. Well, that's the only people at least. People are only listening for you, aren't they, really? Yeah. yeah. And that's been made very clear. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's listen. So for my choice, uh, in memory, really, of an actor that we lost this week, uh, David Bailey, we're going to go for a absolute classic story. Uh, from the Tom Baker era, we're going to go season fourteen, serial five, the robots of death. And I'm not going to give you a synopsis because I want you to go in cold. Now I'd like to see more of Tom Baker because I thought he was pretty good in Brain of Morbius. He was all right. He's not one of my favourites. Um, but yeah, I would like to see more of him. So that's going to be exciting. Well, yeah. So we got the robots of death. Four-parter. Not to keep a 12. Them down for you. Trying to keep them down for I've, you. I've I know heard Luke... rumours that there's a 12-parter coming soon. I'm well, it doesn't, that. It, it doesn't really exist, so it's going to be quite tricky for us to watch because it's the uh, the vinyl, the Dalek Master Plan. Is no way. That'll yeah. be cool. Now I'll do that. I'll All do right. that. We'll have to do that when we're in person and maybe take yeah. it a disc at a time. Yeah. Do it like that. So yeah, next podcast, we've got Season 14, Serial 5, The Robots of Death, and... Listen, which is Series 8, Episode 4. Wonderful. So if you've got any feedback or comments um, to send us in, they can be on the stories that we're covering next, or they can be on anything in general. Um, uh, We'll be recording the next full episode of Who Can Convince You on the 19th of March, Um, so you've got a bit of time to get in your feedback for those. Um, Like I say... Watch out for on Monday. Uh, we'll be 
releasing a bonus uh, episode of Who Can Convince You. And you can find all the information for sending in your feedback at the end of the podcast. So I think it's about time we move on now. What should we, we do on? now? Um, Other than stop? Uh, don't know what. What could we do? Um, I can hear something creaking behind me. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. It's battles and time, time, <gasps> time, time. The year is unknown. Across the universe, galaxies are plagued with a new threat. Which the parallel worlds have opened, and the dark void draws closer to consuming time and space itself. In the recesses of the planet Imenicelltab, two randomly chosen heroes are sucked through the rift and forced to fight in an effort to find the one who can save the universe. This is Battles in Time. I was right. I heard a creaking. Oh. So all those little boxes. Yeah. Because um, I dismantled the crate and made little boxes, little compartments for all the cards. No. You did? Um, well, I thought I don't like that, so I thought I'll put the box back together. Oh. Um, it's just, So it's a bit creaky now. But in doing so, I came across two cards, and they just fell out. But they were so perfectly mm. like aligned, I thought, this is... God's interfered here. Mm. So I've got your card. Oh, I don't it? know which one you're going to hate more. I'm going to give you this one. I think you're going to hate the other person even more. You have Captain Jack resurrected. God. And my card is plain old Harry Saxon, a.k.a. the Master. Oh, God. (laughs) You want to do this on your own? Um... It'll be a bit weird. Oh, dear. The good news, someone has to die. If not, both of them. Or can he? Oh, God. (laughs) Now we'll have to get inventive. All right. I'll set the scene. (laughs) You're right. It's having a little cry. It's the day after election day. Harry Saxon's won. He's there with his wife. They're having a chippy tea. Loving it. They've won. Brilliant. He's got his plans already. He's in his drawer. Um, But tonight is his night. He's going to have this one off. If all he knows, the doctor's, you know, trillions of years in the future. He's just, he's loving it. Uh, By the way, what do you think he has for his chippy tea? Large sausage, chips, fish, and I reckon he's a curry sauce. I reckon he's a curry sauce. I don't think he's gravy. There's one thing I don't do, it is gravy with chips. No way. I love chips, cheese, and gravy. A.K.A. poutine. No. Sometimes I might like curly fries. I don't understand the thought of people liking chips with gravy. It's delicious. Anything with gravy, really. Maybe that could be a separate podcast. Gravy. 
Mm, talking about gravy. Condiments. Who can conv- who can condiment you? Nice. Can nice. I just ask what's your favourite? It's gotta be ketchup, right? My favourite condiment? Yeah. It, as it, yeah, it'd be tomato sauce, red sauce, whatever you call it. People call it different things, don't they? Mm. What do you call it? Sauce sauce coch. Is that what you call it? Sauce coch. Red sauce. Tisha sauce coch. <laughs> I do. I do. Pam? Because it's great. Because it's great. Well done. Translation working well there. That's the TARDIS doing that for you. Is it? Yeah. Shall we speak English now? Like the soldiers, Pam? the Russian soldiers, when he just decides to like, speak English from now on. Yes, from now only English. Hang on, that was a bit Arnold Schwarzenegger of that, wasn't it? <sighs> Let's get on with it. Oh, I thought you were going to try again. No, I'm not trying again. I'm not doing anything All twice. Right. <laughs> Ever. You never like putting you know pulling your finger out there, you know, but grafting. Nope. Never did like it. Um. All right, so he's having his chippy tea. Quite a lot of vinegar. You know when it's just a bit weird. Swimming. Hmm. Uh. Mm. TV goes off. Shit. Ah. They were watching reruns of Teletubbies. Why? Because he watches Teletubbies in the episode. Saying, Aren't these great? Oh, Do you yeah, not remember? He was watching on the laptop. Come on! <sighs> There's a knock on the door. Harry goes up to the door and says to his wife, just wait there. She wasn't going anywhere, but he's horrible, isn't he? Yeah, just wait. <clears throat> wait! Ah, oh, you're right, mate. Oh, it's a chippy man again. They, they got it's it's during COVID, so you know. Oh right, in. okay, lockdown. <laughs> the timelines are all out of whack, but yeah. Um, I mean, oh, the chippy man. Chippy. He takes off his hat. Yeah. It's Captain Jack. Hi. Oh my God! You forgot your sauce. <laughs> my name is Captain Jack. I may be wondering Island, why. Really? Why he's you know at a chip shop? Well, he had to do something while I was waiting for the doctor to come back. All those years, all oh, right. You know, he got stranded he in eighteen hundreds. To deal with, um, he's just starting that up, but he needs money to fund it. All oh, right, okay. Don't yawn. It's <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Uh, how much is that? You can take it for free. <laughs> all right, cheers, mate. Hang on. Why are you giving me gravy? I thought that was what you ordered. No, we're missing two cans of Coke here. Two cans of Coke coming right up. No, it's do- it's going to go cold by the time you get here. And microwaving no, chips no, is horrible. No, 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 no. Stop no. saying no. What's up, dear? That's his wife. Nothing. Bye bye. <laughs> right. So what's? Please, can you just give me me cans of coke? There must be some in your car. No. 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 That's annoying. No, isn't it? no, no. Right. Please stop singing, John. John, pl- John, 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 Jack. Stop. Just stop. 
You're awful. I have nothing left to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. So can we get a refund then? No. Why? No. Why? I haven't got a card machine. <laughs> that actually broke quick. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got right. a card machine. Now he's getting he down to business. Like, talk like Colombo, does he? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. That right. I'll have to. I'll just put a bad review in. I'm sorry, mate, but it's not your fault. But we ordered this. We've been waiting hours. But. <laughs> but not. There's no but, Jack. I'm sorry. It's a one star. <laughs> oh. Well, I reckon at this point, Captain Jack will get his little his little uh, thing out. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? His little thing out? <laughs> his gun. Right. Why? Where were you hiding that? Oh, God. You don't, don't want to know. know. Oh, yikes. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> He picked something off the barrel. Yeah. Uh, so Harry's like, shit. Why, why is he point? Why is Jack pointing a gun at him? Because he's going to leave a bad review. Right. No Harry's like, oh, leaves uh, a bad review for me. <laughs> oh, no. Please don't be on Dancing a Nice Jack. With Louis Spence. Dance. Dance. I know Louis Spence doesn't do Dancing on Ice, does he? I don't think so. Oh. Dance! <laughs> Everybody dance! Right. Harry. No. Jack. I'm gonna just go get me purse. And I'll be right back. Turns around for a second. Wham! Shotgun! Right in his face. Blasts it. Head. Pops like a watermelon. Yikes. So Harry's dead. No, Captain Jack is. Thank God. <laughs> or is he? No. Well, move on quick before no, he comes the go- back to it's, life. it's climbing in. The go—it's—it's it's all coming together. He's back. Why did you do that? <laughs> you just don't die, do you? Fucking hell! Ow! 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 <laughs> that... Right. Harry's thinking. Right. Love. Grab a shovel. Jack's thing of what? He's he's you know what is Jack's like when he he comes back you know from being dig, dead. Dig dig, bit... dig 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 dig. He's in the back digging. Jack's like still. Uh, what's happening? His head's still coming together a bit. Um, he you know he's disorientated. Birds flying around, are they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <whistles> Harry's got enough time to dig a hole. Comes out. Jack. Couldn't just come with me for a second, could you? I'm looking for a five foot eleven hole, and you look like you could just—you'd <laughs> fit the bill perfectly. Can you just jump in and have a look? <laughs> I just want to measure it. I haven't got a tape measure, but you're of course. perfect for it, for this. Thank you. Come on then. He's in. Yeah. It's pretty cold in here, huh? Cold. Well, it's only five foot deep. Yeah, it's dirt though. It's freezing outside. Oh, right, okay. It's all right, Jack. Just lay there. Wax him with a shovel across his head. <laughs> right, he's knocked out a bit. Harry starts shoveling in dirt as quick as he can. Shit, I gotta would. get him. Love? 
Teletubbies is starting again. Shit. Harry's distracted for but a moment. In the panic to go and reach to get into the house in time, he takes his spade and throws it into the ground. Little does he know, slices straight through Jack's head. It's horrible. See, now what would happen at scenario? Because if that spade's still in Jack's head, it's not going to come out, is it? Exactly. So he's just going to heal around the spade. Well, I think uh, probably he'll remain dead until the object is removed. So maybe Jack could return. Mm. And Jack, he was just about to get out as the spade went in. And he falls and the spade gets ripped out again. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> it can't get rid of Jack that easy. Harry goes in thinking he's done the job now. Having his chippy. It's getting a bit cold. He's missing those cans, though. He's missing those cans. There's a tapping at the window. What's that, love? <coughs> Jack is there. Blood streaming down his face, moaning and groaning. It's horrible. And he says, I'll take this. Opens the door. Again. Front door, this is. Jack went round the side or something. All right, one set, love. I got this. He, before he you know, gets up, he grabs the chippy bag. Oh. Have you ever smelled a chippy bag? Stinks. I really love the smell of it. But he goes Doesn't out. Surprise me. Opens the door. Says, "Ah, you're right, Jack." He's still really disorientated. He think Jack's still expect you know. Here's your gravy. <laughs> says, "Oh, what's that over there?" Bag round his head, ties it in a really horrible knot. And Jack can't do anything because he's all fingers, and he he doesn't know what he's doing. He's <laughs> Jack's all fingers. All, he's all fingers. He doesn't. He, he's all thumbs, and he. He's all thumbs. He, does, he can't rip the bag. He doesn't know where he is. Suffocates. Is he finally gone now? He wakes up. Suffocates again. He wakes up. Suffocates again. He wakes up. Suffoc it's horrible. And he's left like that. Endless circle. Endless. No. Oh. Horrible, isn't it? Awful. But Harry he's gone now, is he? Yeah. Harry goes back right. in. Sits down. He's missed Teletubbies now, but whatever. And he's about to eat his chippy. They gave him a little sausage, not the big one. Oh, for God's sake. Isn't that annoying? And they all lived happily ever after. Until. He sucked off through the vortex. Way! Lands. Where am I? It's the party. Of course it is. <laughs> well, Renee's like just finished up the job then of like tearing Cassandra's head in half with the fireplace beam thing, the mantle, yeah. the mantle. She so Renee's there, and she's about to write a letter. Why, dearest doctor? Oh God, <laughs> my dearest. <laughs> Doctor. Bit of blood. Bit of blood. Coughing up a bit of blood. 
I am writing to inform you of the tragic death of a friend. I say friend. Excuse me, love. A quick. Yes. What? Who? Who Excuse are you? me, love. Sorry to interrupt you, but where am I? You're in my. F- Fucking hell! There's a load of blood. The the, the woman's head's now gone. You, I do not condone that language. What? Say it again, I dare you. I said there's a fucking woman's head in half there. Are we doing anything about that? I... Mm. Mm. You're right. What are you writing there? Is it Teletubby fan fiction? I've had enough of you already. <laughs> the master sees that there's some nice drinks over there. Coconut milk. He loves the shit. Mm. I'll have that, thank you. Bye-bye! And he loves it. And every time he drinks, he says, This is happy. This is sad. <laughs> Rene's still furious with him. <laughs> what are you looking at, bitch? How dare you speak to me like that? Who? Rene raises a hand to karate, because as you remember... Mm. That was one of the tricks the doctor taught her as a child. Raises. He pulls out a little tissue compression eliminator. Shoots her. Little doll. Which is ironic, Soldier. really. Because she grew up with the clockwork dolls, didn't she? She did. And now she's back in the land of dolls. Dollies! Dollies! And the master sips his little coconut milk. And laughs maniacally. He gets sucked off through the vortex. He's dazed and confused. Oh. Where am I? You'll never guess where he is. Where is he? He wakes up dazed and confused. He looks around. It's cold but hot. It's it's cold but hot. It's the floor. It's fast but it's slow. It's cold <laughs> but it's hot. It's up. It's down. It 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 feels like the air pressure is low and high. Where is he? The ground beneath him is rocky, yet smooth. Where could he be? It couldn't be in black. Tune in next week. <coughs> that was a battle in time. Always is, isn't it? Always is. Poor Always Renee. Is. Oh. One day. She's I think. a doll now. Is that what she wanted to be? Probably. Probably. Little Dolly. Ah. Little Dolly. Ah, well. It's a sad end to the podcast. It is a sad <laughs> it's end. It's always a sad end. Always. Every time. It's uh, I think we'll end on a sombre note then. Let's end on that sombre note. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, if you've got any comments or feedback in the pet on the podcast in general, or on the robots of death, or listen, was it listen? It was listen. Uh, just hold on for a couple of seconds, and all the information is at the end. You weren't listening. Wasn't listening. Should we get out of here? Let's go. Bye-bye, everyone, and thanks for listening. Tune in next time.
Bye. You can send us your feedback and comments by contacting us on Twitter at Who Can Convince, email us at Who Can Convince You at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook at Doctor Who Who Can Convince You Podcast. Be sure to leave us a rating and a comment on your podcast platform to help people find us.